So I had this dream last night, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but when it's hot out, I have weird dreams. And so anyway, Jordan Peterson wants me to fix his lawnmower because his lawnmower isn't working. I'm like, okay, well, I, for some reason I'm in a rush. I'm not quite sure why. But I ask him, I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with your lawnmower? The problem is a disconnect within the power structures inherent in the system. I'm like, I, just, I'll take a look at it. And I take a look, and it's weird. It's got this, like, crankshaft coming up to a pulley at the handle, and then it goes to another pulley, which goes back down to the blade. And there's supposed to be... Uh, a belt going across it, but there isn't one. It's it's a dream lawnmower, okay? But anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, Jordan, it's it's missing this belt. Did when you bought this lawnmower, did it come with a spare belt or anything like that? And he goes, with no force driving it, it has no inherent purpose. And I'm like, motherfucker, does it have a belt or not? That was my dream. All I all I heard was you uh you you had a dream about Jordan Peterson. <laughs> was the audio not working? No, no, it totally was. It totally was. Oh, okay. No, I'm teasing you. Teasing you. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry folks, you know, mashup 65. Sean sent out a picture of where I'm sitting in my little makeshift uh, work area here this 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 week. Um but uh, no, twos with a little dream of Jordan P lawnmower problems. Mashup 65. I mean, the guy's a genius. He's almost like a, a modern-day lawnmower man. <laughs> Mashup 65 brought to you by Phoenix Energy Services this week. They're on the hunt for talented tradespeople to join their dynamic team, whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting your journey. They have a place for you. Work with cutting-edge technology, collaborate with industry experts, and tackle challenging projects that make a real impact. Electrical work, instrumentation, automation, SCADA, or safety, if that is you... They want to hear from you. At Phoenix Energy Services, they believe in empowering their employees and providing you with exciting opportunities to grow and excel in your chosen field. Your skills are the greatest asset they got, and they'll invest in you and your success every step of the way. Apply at phoenixenergy.ca. Twos, what little quip do you have? You got that shit and grin uh, when it comes to uh, me doing ad reads, big fella. And I feel like I kind of nailed it this week. Well, I took a long, wrong turn last week and accidentally drove by their building uh, <laughs> on the outskirts of Calgary. And I was like, oh, man. I, was like, I, I wish I wasn't in a rush right now. I would love to stop in and say hi. Uh, and they'd be like, who are you again? So you, yeah, we <laughs> we we spend money to advertise with you. With you? <laughs> Who's I, this 222 nope, minutes nope, character? Nope, 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 canceled. <laughs> Well, we got a full week ahead of us uh, here this week, so I want to get right to it. I, I I don't know about you. I'm an hour later than you, so I've been I've been just like sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, okay, this extra hour, you know, kids sleeping, kids have been sleeping for a while. I'm like, can we get to it? Let's get to it. I'm kind of like, you know, jittery. Like twos, you ready to roll? I feel like 65 is going to be a fun week. Let's rock. All right, here we go then. Let's. Uh, oh, and we're of course uh, we'll start here. Matt Matt DeJong mustard makes twos oh make twos do the ad read next time oh that's not a bad thought i like that's that a, that's kind of a good thought can I, can I yeah who's i don't know who we got up next week but i tell you what i don't think it's phoenix i think phoenix is uh i think this was their third and then there's a little break in between i i tell you what matt i like that thought i tell you what next yep. week we're gonna have twos uh, muscle through an ad read. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Am I going to try and do it like Sean, or am I going to try and do it like Twos? Well, nobody, whatever you want to do. Nobody uh, wants to hear it if I if I do it like Sean. What does that tell you? Because you can't be me, big fella. Nobody can. I'm just that bloody talented. That's what it tells you. Love Shack Baby. All right, here we go. The United Kingdom employees are working from home more than workers in other European countries. A new survey found Britons work remotely for an average of 1.5 days. Folks. What? Oh, keep going. You'll, you'll figure it out in a minute. <sighs> Almost a half day more than the internal international average. Global only Canadians spend more log time logging in at home. 
I don't know what I'm. I don't know what you're waiting for. Ken is. At I'm waiting for you to realize that you're reading the wrong article. Oh, maybe I am. Oh, here you go. Here you go. This is this is what he's talking about. He's talking about this fucking. Ah, uh, we're having. Are we? We're having. This is how. Well, I told you, 65 was going to be fun. I just, you know, why not start with the bank? How about this? If you're more outraged that this 940 square foot post-war dwelling was called a shack than the fact that it's listed for 539k. And most Canadians couldn't afford to buy it. Then you should get, really get yourself evaluated. There you go. I mean, it is a bit tiny, but uh, here's the thing: is so Polyev called this place a shack, and then not the people. Who, well, it's it's a rental, and then the people who live there were outraged that they called their home a shack. The Cambridge right, Dictionary definition of a shack. A very simple and small building made from pieces of wood, metal, or other materials. That literally is what you're looking at right there in the picture. It is a shack. This is the whole Eskimo thing all over again, where people are just mad because they don't bother to look into what the word actually means. Or like when they use populist as a bad thing. Oh, this guy's a populist. You mean he uh, wants to follow the will of the people? That's that's what makes him such a horrible person. Like, imagine a politician doing that in this day and age. How terrible. Okay, so yeah, this is a shack. And he shouldn't apologize for calling a shack a shack. Sometimes you can call a spade a spade. Uh... People need to read books. Uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Uh, it's yeah. more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> And the budget will balance itself. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. No offense. No offense. Justin Trudeau has been voted Canada's worst prime minister in the past 55 years by three out of 10 respondents in a new public opinion uh, survey from Research Co. Published Friday, the opinion survey also found that Trudeau's father, Pierre, was preferred as Canada's best leader, attracting 20% of the vote. Yeah, there you go, Tuz. Think about this for a second. <clears throat> so the people who, and I, I feel like there's a lot more than 30% that would say he's the worst, right? But the people who would say that Pierre is the best are also the people who would say that this is the worst. Like this, the fact that they would say Pierre is the best, I would say means it's heavily slanted towards Middle Eastern and Middle Eastern Canada, Okay. Sure. Because there's there's nobody in Alberta who's going to say Pierre was the best. The guy just scorched earth the whole province for a generation, right? So of those people who tend to look more favorably upon Justin Trudeau than everybody else does, they still think he's the fucking worst. I think this is a bullshit article myself. Oh, it is. Uh, it's it's and 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 I would say this. Uh, of course, it's, it, Justin Trudeau is going to be the worst. Look at what we're going through right now, and everybody's going. Oh, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is name recognition. Do you know who? Uh, and I'm 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 testing you as much as I'm testing the listener right now. Who is behind Justin Trudeau on the worst listed uh, prime ministers? Tommy Do Douglas. Know? Stephen Harper was number two. Oh, number, oh, from the article. From yes. the article. Okay. Do you know who number three was? Oh, shoot, I can't remember. Uh, I want to say John Crutchhead. Kim Campbell, number four. Doesn't matter. Okay. The whole point is, I, I look at this list, and I go, I know Justin Trudeau and Stephen Harper. And and I go, th and I don't know anything before this, because I didn't pay attention to freaking politics. It even says 25% of the respondents said they weren't sure. That's because they weren't fucking paying attention. Okay, like, Kim Campbell is third, which, by the way, she was prime minister for like an hour. I know we did, like if they went to political nerds and did this, okay? If they if they went and asked a thousand political nerds who is the best and worst, I would be like, this might actually be worth something. When they go, we surveyed a thousand Canadians. I go, a thousand Canadians don't fucking know anything. We're all the like we don't we're not paying that a thousand close Canadians attention. Vote for the fucking liberals. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, when 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 you look at this, if there was hardcore people and they and they actually did those like hold those people i'd be like okay now i can actually look at this 25 percent didn't even know who to respond about they were well really harper sure. was second best and second worst in this survey 
Blaine Steffen says, move to Lloyd, and we have an entire airplane hangar with living quarters for 310k. Is Blaine trying to offload an airplane hangar? Is he? <laughs> is he? Like, are are we into real estate advertisement now? <laughs> uh, oh boy! Nice oh boy! Paid. All right, here we go. Uh, try that in my country. Oh wait. Um, Jason L. Dean's current single, Try That in a Small Town, has drawn praise for a, from fans who approve of its pro-gun, pro-police message of a small-town justice, but others have criticized the song as being filled with racist dog whistles, celebrating sundown towns, a term for towns of neighborhoods practicing racial segregation via discriminationary uh, local laws or outright violence and intimidation. Uh, just four days after the song's music video was released on July 14th, CMT pulled the clip from circulation, according to the report from Billboard. Though they confirmed they had have removed the video, CMT declined uh, comment further on why the Try That in the Small Town video was removed. And then I tell you what, after that, too, is she got rowdy uh, all over the place. Uh, wh where would you like to start? Do you want to go through all the, the, the different uh, tweets, pictures, or do you want a, an early comment? <clears throat> Uh, why don't you just start laying out the the shit takes on it, and I'll jump in here. And I, I, I want to start right here. I think this is great. The left boycott. The, the left boycott of a song made it a number one hit. The so right... his his plays went up, or his downloads went up ninety nine <laughs> or nine hundred ninety nine percent after this whole thing blew up. And the rights boycott of a beer caused the company to lose thirty billion. I don't think it gets that's about as bang on as you're gonna get, mm. folks. Okay. Here, this is, here's Jake Owen. Uh, first, Jason uh, Isbel said, uh, dare Aldine to write his next single himself. That's what uh, what we try in my small town. And then Jake Owen replied, Jason, you're always the first to go behind your keyboard and spot off with this stupid shit. In my small town, you just walk up to the guy and be a man to his face if you want the smoke. Uh, not tweeted him, tough guy. Okay, this is, this is really funny because I'm going to be a dissenting opinion on this. First off... Jake Owen was a golfer who started playing guitar when he was in his 20s because he busted his leg and was laid up for a few months. And then just he's this kind of pretty boy that fell into being a, a country music star. He was even bragging one time about how he got he paid some guy to fix up a nice Jeep for him so he could take it mudding. Not that he did it himself. And to this Jason Isbell's guy's credit, I have no idea who he is. But Jason Aldean writes almost none of his songs. Kick It In The Sticks was a single that Brantley Gilbert released before Brantley Gilbert was famous. Um, My Kind Of Party, same thing. Um, Dirt Road Anthem was Colt Ford. Big and Rich have written probably like a half dozen of Jason Aldean's hits. Um, Brian White has written a bunch. Basically, all the, all the old singers just write hit songs and pass them on to Jason Aldean. I think out of his... 20 year history career um he's maybe written like five of his singles so it's if he'd have been funnier about it it would have been hilarious because one of the funny things about jason aldean is that yeah he can sell records but he can't fucking write for shit and if you made fun of him about it and you were funny about it there's a lot of hilarity in there so i mean his whole idea was that um this this whole argument stemmed from this guy saying you know, Jason Aldean saying, oh, well, that's not what this song is about. That's not what this song is about. And this Jason Isbell is basically saying, motherfucker, how would you even know? You weren't even in the room when it happened. <laughs> when you put it Which that way, too, too, is you need to you need to hook up with them and tell them how to tweet. Tell them how to write a funny joke on there. Travis, Travis Tritt also chimed in. I would also like to remind my friend Jason Aldean that Twitter and social media in general is not a real place. The views shared by many accounts on this platform are not actually uh, representative of the vast majority of the population of this country. Say what you want to say. Be who you want to be. Damn the social media torpedoes. And then, uh, of course, that guy. And of course, Two's favorite had to chime in. She just had to. You know, okay, two's two's favorite. There, there. Just, I, I did want to say this. I was like, man, I'm tired of giving this chick just completely unnecessary traction. <laughs> Scroll down a little bit just so nobody can even see the face. Just... <laughs> Just go with the content of this because sure, she's sure. not even worth talking about. Okay, it we're not gonna we're not gonna say who it is. All right, fair enough. What, what Brian is doing here is literally the goal of dog whistles. What? But he didn't mention race. Yeah, he like uh, he just talks about good old boys and small towns and taking care of our own. Everyone knows what he's talking about. Pretending you don't helps normalize this. Yeah, 
Okay. I can't tell if this person is just that out of touch with rural communities that they don't understand what's being said here, or if it's just the bullshit anger farming hate clicks where they're just trying to be so off base that they know that people are going to jump in and be like, you are an idiot. Because yeah, small towns take care of their own. It means their community. Yeah, and, no. <laughs> yeah. That, that. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, here, so, just a couple of lines from the song, okay? Because I'm, I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm reading through, and me and uh, Mel got talking about it that it was it was the video of like the riots and stuff is supposedly why it got taken off of why CMT. they were mostly peaceful. And <laughs> the lyrics say, "Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store." Yeah, yeah, think it's cool. We'll act a fool if you like it. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough. We'll try that in a small town, and on and on it goes. Right? And it, how it, racist are you if you think that saying robbing <laughs> liquor stores is a bad thing is racist? Oh, goodness gracious. Did you tuck, um, before I hop on to a new subject, did you tuck Sound of Freedom in here just for uh, shits and giggles, or or did you want to put that somewhere else? Oh, I just I just thought it was great that, no, it was just in there because... Okay, well then we're going we're gonna to Every pull it time up. they try and cancel something, they just Streisand it into the stratosphere, and it becomes Mecha Streisand. Oh, well, Mecha Streisand. So, so I went, we went and watched. Have you gone and watched it yet, Tooz? No, I have not. Okay, so Sound of Freedom just hit $100 million at the box office, and the tweet goes, Hollywood is pissed. Um, it was um, uh, here in Minnesota on a, on a Friday night. It was three quarters, maybe seven-eighths uh, solo. It was a good crowd. And, um, and it's it, been it, out for weeks already. Yeah, and it, uh, honestly, my, my in-law, they're going to see what? And I brought it up and told them about it. Oh, oh okay. And then mentioned it to a couple others. Like, oh, yeah, uh, we've already seen it. And you can tell, like, uh, there's a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of a buzz to it. And then right at the end, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't, hasn't seen it. But then Jim, don't. Jim Caviezel has a little end of the movie that I thought was really, I've never seen done in a movie before. After the credits, uh, kind of like a, a bonus uh uh, clip, if you will, like a post credits thing for yeah, Marvel, like Marvel, except it's not like a bonus scene, it's him talking to the audience. And I thought it was super, super cool. I've never seen anybody do it like that before. I'm not saying it hasn't been done, I just thought overall it, it was good. And I was talking to Dust last week, they super cool to see the, the Sound of Freedom, uh, uh, you know, taking off, uh, like that. And I, I got text today about a new documentary coming out on the 28th, and I believe it's The Essential Church. Am I saying that right? It's about the the, the pastors from, uh, here, two of them from here in Canada, one from the States, I believe, uh, getting jailed over their churches being uh, um, open during the COVID and all that and fighting the, uh, the man that way. So uh, there's another, it seems like there's a ton of good content coming out that people are trying to get out the door and a whole bunch of people, I don't know, whatever it is. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's uh, movie theaters don't want to bring it in, but I think they're starting to realize if they listen to certain people, you know, I think a Lloyd, um, you know, private Give business. Give people what they want. And, you're, and what you're do they do? You're in the entertainment business. And what do they do? The they, they fill the theater over and over and over again. So I, th I think that's been uh, super cool to see. Yep. And you know, uh, I saw somebody else post this on Twitter, but let's be honest. The only people who are mad about a movie that speaks badly towards pedophile child traffickers are pedophile child, child traffickers. They've been trying to put it as like QAnon conspiracy, this and that. And I'm just like, oh man, you have sold your soul to do that job when you have to spot yep. that off, right? Like, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's anyways. We could we could go on and on about uh, about that. Okay, here we go. Muslims declare uh, jihad on a whole alphabet soup that I can't rattle off here. And uh, we'll go here. The Greater Essex County District School Board has issued a statement in response to one of its teachers being caught on tape berating Muslim students for skipping an LGBTQ Pride Day, saying the incident is being addressed internally. In the audio recording from a Northwood public school teacher tells her class that the Muslim students abstaining from Pride was an incredible show of hatred that was incredibly disgusting to have witnessed. In the past two months, uh, the school board... Um, 
has has been the subject of community criticism and protests over its LGBTQ policies. As previously reported by True North, the school board allows children to change their gender or pronouns at schools without the knowledge or consent of their parents. Uh, one of the school board trustees supportive uh, of the policy claimed in a CBC interview that only a vocal minority of parents oppose the gender identity policy. Yeah. And then at the very end of the True North article... The school board also opted to temporarily ban parents and other members of the public from board of trustees meetings in June amid outrage over the policy. People are too mad and we don't want we don't we're tired of hearing how mad people are about this. So we're just not going to let them talk. I mean, we've been seeing all the different things, uh, you know, come out with uh, some of the things said about Trudeau. Uh, it is the protests that showed up uh, this week. We're going to get to that. And um, yeah, it, it seems, you know, they, whenever people are upset, they don't want to let them through the door to have their, their day. And what happens with that too is, is what? If you don't give them their time, they don't go away. Now it now it, it continues to boil and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and we're starting to see that all boil out everywhere. It's it's happening all over the place. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just Lumsden for example or or this one or any other number of you've seen clips of this stuff for years, but it's just it's kind of starting to steamroll now where parents are saying I need to have a say in this. I need to know what's going on. I'm really interested interested to see. I haven't listened to the interview with him yet, but I, I want to hear uh, what the Sask United Party wants to do about this. Because I I think that there's some really good common sense stuff that people could do. Like what if what if, for example, you had to provide digital copies of all the sex ed material to students ahead of time or to the parents ahead of time? Right? Just anything you want to show the kids has to be emailed out to the parents a week ahead of time. And then all of the sex ed stuff, there's recording in the classroom. So if you try and pull a fast one, it's it's on tape. And then if you do try and you know do something outside of that um, pre, not screen, but pre-disclosed -dis curriculum, you get fined something crazy like $100,000. No, they only they only fine you a hundred thousand dollars for not wearing a mask. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was teaching them about felching, but I was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask, guys. I was wearing yeah. a mask. But like, I mean, do God. you have any idea how hard it is to felt somebody while you're wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah, I got. Oh man, I've been in way too many arguments over that uh, A to Z uh, card list, and I always bring up felching. Uh, you know, it's like. What are you going to say about that? Honestly, what argument can you say about felching? There ain't a good one. Not a single one. Anyways, the C in RCMP stands for China. A retired RCMP officer has been charged with foreign interference. The Mounties said in a news release Friday, William uh, Mosher, 60, allegedly used his knowledge and his extensive network of contacts in Canada uh, to obtain intelligence services to benefit the People's Republic of China, the RCMP in Montreal said in a news release. The release alleged that Mosher uh, contributed to Chinese government's efforts to identify and intimidate an individual outside the scope of the Canadian law. Uh, Corporal Tasha Adams told Radio Canada that Mosher works for a firm based in Hong Kong that was collecting information about an individual in Canada. That information was being gathered on behalf of China, which wanted to target the person in question, Adams said. She added she did not know the nationality of the person being targeted. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it goes Please on and on Please say Madger is from Hong Kong. Can you bring up the picture of Madger? Oh, God, yes, I can. Uh, give me a sec here. Just scroll up from where you were reading. No, it, 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 it doesn't just, work that way, too. So I just, it doesn't. It's, it no, it, you think I don't have the actual news article up here. You know, I do this little thing called, like, pulling and pulling and piecing and everything else so I can read what I want to read and not the entire article. Anyways, you know, Twos wants the... Here, I got it. I got it. Here it is. Here it is. I got it, Sean. It's up. Welcome yeah. to Mashup 65 or Treason, right. Sean. So this, this is the guy from Hong Kong. This guy is from Hong Kong. 
and then was a police officer in Montreal. So I guess sometimes it actually is the last ones you would expect. Um. Oh, and also, uh, Surrey, BC is transitioning to a municipal police force. Well, we can get, we can uh, certainly rattle that off. The, the city of Sur uh, Surrey must uh, continue with the transition to Surrey Police Services since its plan to revert back to the RCMP isn't safe. BC's public safety minister has ruled it's just not safe to go backward. Minister Mike Farnsworth said Wednesday. And uh, it's for the second time the city has failed to demonstrate moving back to the RCMP will be safe and not impact other communities across uh, the province. It, it, uh, I actually listened to him talk there for the entire news conference. It goes on, on and on and on and on. Um, you know, uh, Surrey's mayor, Brenda Locke, uh, did not hold a press conference Wednesday, but said in a statement, uh, Farnsworth's decision is disappointing, misguided, and based on inaccurate assumptions. What has occurred today is the undermining of local government duly elected by its residents. Locke said the province's eight-month delay in coming to a final decision on Surrey policing cost the city $60 million, although she didn't cite a breakdown for those costs. And, I mean, it goes on and on from there. Yeah, and talked a little bit uh, from Police Chief Norm Lipinski, pictured here, who you may recognize from Footloose. Uh, I actually missed that, in when, but yeah, now that you mentioned, it's a pretty close doppelganger. Oh, yeah. Did you literally put that in just to have the doppelganger there, just to bring the picture up? I was just looking at it right now, and I'm like, how is that not Kevin Bacon? <laughs> like, seriously. He hasn't been acting lately. He's just working in Surrey, British Columbia. <laughs> Like Fine. the writer's strikes going on, I had to get a job somewhere. I just thought I'd be. You chief know, I'm gonna put past twos to be like, man, that looks like Kevin Bacon. Let's do an article about this. Right, let's just do an article about it and have Sean read it all <laughs> off and at the end go, and it's Kevin Bacon, folks. It's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Next one, please. Uh, you know fine. what? <laughs> Part of me is upset that you would think that I would do something like that, but also you're totally right. Pfizer vaccine declines trial, trial rather than be put on trial. Uh, Pfizer Incorporated said on Friday that it had withdrawn an application for emergency youth use authorization of its COVID-19 vaccine in India after failing to meet the drug regulators' demand for a local safety and immunogenicity study. The decision means the vaccine will not be available for sale in the world's two most populous countries, India and China. In the near future, both countries are running their immunization campaigns using their own pro uh, products or other products. The drug regulator said on its website its experts did not recommend vaccine uh, the vaccine because of side effects reported abroad were still being investigated. Also said Pfizer had not proposed any plan to generate safety and immunogenicity data in India. Yes. So this is this is from a couple of years ago. This is when they declined. So the the vaccine was going out everywhere in the world. And there was one country that said, we've got about 13, 14 percent of the world's population. Uh, but we want to be able to test it out first and make sure it's safe. And they're like, OK, we're going to go everywhere but this country. Like, imagine just shaving 13, 14 percent off of your uh, potential gross margins. And they're like, yeah, that's more important. Anyway, fast forward two years, and the motherfucking factory gets, what, hit by lightning or a tornado or God just shat on it or something? Breaking, fizing for those people. Annihilated today in North Carolina. Karma question mark. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so now here we are this week, uh, the Pfizer manufacturing plant has died suddenly. <laughs> but it's hard to say whether it died of COVID or with COVID. Hope they don't shit on you, Bubba. Shit on who? Shit hawks. Big, dirty shit hawks. If anybody died in that factory, would it be a vaccine-related death? <laughs> uh, two years ago, it certainly would have been. Uh <clears throat> Dongs not delicioso. Ah, frick. Twos, read it off for me, would you? Dongs not delicioso, but disqualifying Ottawa, Italy. Why would I... <laughs> Whatever. 
I got to read one headline and I screw it up. Of course. I'm not disqualifying in Ottawa. That's what you're about to say. Yeah, I'm trying to say. We usually just talk about Ottawa, Ottawa on the mind. All right. Anyways, the yeah. Miss Italy beauty pageant will not allow transgender women to compete in the contest. Organizers said Miss Italy patron uh, Patrizia Maragelliniana said contest uh, contestants must be a woman from birth, and the competition would not be jumping on the glittery bandwagon of trans activism. It comes after the Netherlands crowned. We're gonna bring it up here, folks, for you. I'll zoom in here. There you go. Uh, it comes after Netherlands crowned its first male-born winner of a female beauty pageant, 22-year-old Ricky Valerie Coley, on July 8th. Can you zoom in even more on the face? Just get right in there. Get pixelated. I think that is the first Miss Any Country person, not only with a dick, but also... With a middle tooth. Is uh, is that is that also post op? Oh man. Is it like is like, it oh, here's the thing. Okay, look, I, I get the fact that all the beauty stuff is superficial and whatever, but this is literally the requirements of the con- contest. Okay? You cannot tell me that somebody with a middle tooth is the prettiest woman in your entire fucking country, unless it's Britain. It's like the Netherlands want to gaslight the farmers a bit more, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> you have, is the first male born to win a beauty, a, a women's beauty contest. Huh. You just, you can't well, write I mean, this stuff. You can't, like, I mean, well, I don't even know if at this point we need twos to write headlines anymore. We might as well just read them straight from the book. Well, why did you guys pick her as the, why did you guys pick her as, as Miss Netherlands? Well, out of all the contestants, she had the most beautiful set of balls. She had the best dick out of the whole group. Even the dogs want you to be done with it. Uh, from from uh, a man winning a beauty contest to uh, cocaine sharks, the great white powder epidemic. Uh, move over, cocaine bear. Here, have you seen Cocaine Bear? We had this conversation. We did a review we? of Cocaine Bear. I made it. I made it halfway through the movie, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. This is this is a terrible movie. The only way you might be able to get through there is if you are yeah, got an illicit substance or something in your body. Because I mean, yeah, like that's tw- that's what I said. Anyways, when, when I reviewed it, I move was over, like, yeah, Cocaine was, Bear. There's a bunch of missed here, opportunities. Here comes Cocaine Sharks. And what could be the plot? I feel like this would be a better plot line anyways. Uh, I, I Honestly, anyways. And what could be the plot line for the next cheesy marine-themed disaster movie? Uh, move over Meg 2 that's coming out here uh, right away. <laughs> Jason Statham. Seriously? Yeah, Meg 2. Jason Statham is back in it. Just saying. But anyway. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So, and move over marine themed disaster movie. Scientists think crazed and hungry sharks could be feasting on bales of hallucinatory drugs dumped off the Florida coast. Yet, while cocaine sharks, a highlight of Discovery's upcoming Shark Week, does indeed examine uh, uh, if the ocean predators are chomping on floating uh, pharmaceuticals cast overboard by passing traffickers, marine scientists who made the TV program say its purpose is beyond gratuitous entertainment. If these cocaine bales are a point of source of pollution, it's a very plausible uh, that sharks can be affected by this chemical. Cocaine is soluble that any one of those packages open just a little. The structural integrity is destroyed and the drug is in the water. In the search conducted during six days at sea in the Florida Keys, the ecology-sensitive uh, island chain off the state of the southern tip of uh, Florida... And the British marine bio—oh, uh, and the British uh, marine biologist Tom Hurd observed sharks exhibiting peculiar behaviors. A hammerhead, a species that would usually swim away from humans, came directly towards the drivers, moving erratically. They also observed a sandbar shark swimming in circles as it apparently focused on an imaginary object. See, they're not—they're not, they're not uh, eating cocaine. They're eating bales of weed. Okay, and then. Later on in the article, it's saying that, like, uh, in the Florida Keys, there's bales of cocaine washing up, like, every week. I know. I was like, so do we just go down there? Yeah. <laughs> Are they free? 
Does he claim them? I wonder how many people are like, I got to get down on the beach. I mean, I, I feel like Ron DeSantis went to them and said, we need to promote tourism in Florida. How can we get more people in Florida? Why don't we just say giant blocks of cocaine worth tens of billions of dollars float up on shore every week, and it's like winning the lottery. How did the Tuesday mashup earn all its money? Well, we took a road trip to Florida. We went to Florida. <laughs> Earned some drug money and came back, and we were just, you know, uh, you know, it was easy, actually, quite easy. Uh, spent a couple days on the beach, sunning ourselves, did a <laughs> podcast, found a, found hey, a gonna... and called it a day. Can we go back to the beach, man? Uh, the right to defend other people's property. Um, so first I'll go back to 2018, okay? Uh, can Canadians cannot shoot at someone who comes onto their property to commit a crime, and that includes warning shots unless they feel their life is under imminent threat. That beca That's because Canada doesn't have anything close to castle law, which permits the action in some American states. We've talked a lot about this. We've talked a lot about people breaking in, and then mm -hmm. what is force, what's excessive force, all these different things. So, BC prosecutors say they won't pursue charges against a man accused in a violent confrontation that left a Nanaimo man with a gunshot wound in his abdomen after finding he acted to protect himself and other homeless campers. The incident unfolded on March 12th when Clint Smith and a group of other men went into a homeless encampment to, to retrieve property he says was stolen from his auto repair shop. You may recall this article because we talked directly about this. Anyways, yep. during, during the altercation, Smith was shot in the stomach Craig Truckle, 37, was later identified as a suspect and charged with pointing a firearm. But in a statement released Wednesday, the BC Prosecution Service said evidence suggested Truckle and other campers were acting in self-defense at the time and that it could not meet the standard for proceeding to trial on this or other potential charges. What Tooze is pointing out here, and I think he's done a very good job. I haven't okay. actually pointed out anything. I just sent two articles. Well, I, I tell you what. What you're telling me or what you're showing me is on one hand they say, you know, we can't prove self-defense. So if you murder somebody or hurt somebody or shoot somebody in your house, even though they were breaking into it, we have to charge you. That's what they're insinuating in Canadian law. So when a law-abiding citizen mm -hmm. has somebody break in and I do that, there's a very good opportunity I'm going to or chance I'm going to jail for it. Yep. But when you go out and steal something, and then that person comes into your encampment, homeless shelter, yep. homeless encampment, and you shoot them, well, then we can't really prosecute that. Yeah, because they're being super mean. Try that in a small town, Sean. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's Isn't it crazy how our Canadian justice system seems a little bit fucking wonky? Well, I I don't even actually, you know, I don't even I don't even know what to say. I thought the two articles oh. you sent, I was like, yeah, like the like actually, did you watch the uh did you watch the news clip of of like them talking about it and the guy being like the he's he's not the criminal here. Clint Smith is not the criminal here, but they kept clipping him. So it actually you can't tell what he's trying to say. It, it, this is why mainstream oh, media I didn't, sucks. Oh, I should have watched that now cuz they they sucked so I didn't watch it. They, they interview a guy, they clip him up a whole bunch of times, and what you hear at the end is Mr. Smith isn't the criminal here. But you have to read the article and actually figure out who he's talking about because the way they kind of make it seem is like, well, maybe he did something wrong because he went in there with body armor and gloves on and he was going in for a fight and whatever else. Oh, yeah, else. and then they said armored gloves. I, I can almost guarantee you that was just like impact protection gloves. <laughs> By the way, just, just work gloves. Just he went in with work gloves. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... There's nothing that scares homeless people more than work. So, yeah, it's probably a hate crime. Uh, free market capitalism, except when it affects polling. Um, twos, you're going to have to remind, like, am I reading off this entire thing on the auto insurance brokers? Is that where I'm at here? Well, uh, okay. How about this? Daniel Smith last year. Put in a rate pause. She went into insurance companies and said, you guys can't keep raising your rates. And I, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I'm living in a bubble. Like I pay less now than I did 15 years ago when I first moved to Alberta. Right. Um, it just it keeps going down for me every year. It's probably going to go up ever since I killed that deer that shit on my car. <laughs> 
But shout out to Jack. We got so Jack's clipping all 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 uh, the podcast episodes. Yeah. Which obviously the Tuesday mashup right in the mix of that, and he clipped one and he left that in last week. We were having a chuckle about that about the deer that. Oh, I howled. You know, I howled. So shout out to you, Jack. Wherever that you're was at very watching well done, this. Jack. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the so, deer that shit on my car. Anyways, carry on. You you don't speed if you want, but don't get caught. I'm not a lawyer, so this isn't legal advice. And uh, you know, maybe just don't smash into stuff. And your rates will go down. But everybody, apparently, other than me in this country seems, or in this province, seems to be getting their rates going up every year. And so Daniel Smith stepped in and said, We're going to put a stop to you increasing your rates. And then they just said, Okay, well, I mean, if we can't increase our rates, we can't really do business here because we can't make any money doing it. And we can't cover our costs. So we're just going to go other places and sell them insurance instead. And so, yeah, it's just well, so UCP, here. UCP is all free market capitalism and freedom this and everybody should be able to decide except for insurance companies. Fuck them. Eh, kind of fuck them. Yeah. It, it, yeah. But yeah. This is what happens when you put your thumbs on the scale. It doesn't matter what party you're at. Do you want me to read the article? Uh, the next one? And we're on, we're going. Everything in Quebec is free, including inmates. More. <laughs> See, it's funny because we give them so much fucking money every year. More than 200 inmates, some of whom are incarcerated for violent offenses, have been freed early from Quebec provincial jails by mistake in the past eight years. So in eight years, 200 inmates have been let out early. Yep. Incident reports obtained by the Globe and Mail show that corrections staff as well as the court clerks and police mixed up inmates, miscalculated sentence lengths, miscommunicated with each other, errors that led to premature releases of 175 people between January 2015 and January 2022. In addition to those cases, 29 others were released before they should have been between April 20, uh, 2022 and March 2023, Ministry of Public Security spokesperson Lois Quinton said. While most reports show that the officials realized within a day that they had freed an offender early, others note mistakes were identified for several days or even months. Officials scrambling to contact offenders and get them back behind bars often had phone numbers for the person on their, or their relatives that turned out to be useless. When contact was made, some offenders were cooperative, others were not. Many of the incident reports note that authorities were still looking for the offenders when the reports were filed. In the case where offenders were prematurely released after violent crimes, including assault and sexual assault, correctional services note they had to notify victims, you think? <laughs> okay, first off, right off the bat, it's just the low-hanging fruit of this. I feel like there would be less miscommunications, fewer, pardon me, miscommunications and screw-ups and interpretations of all these things in the Quebec jails if they spoke fucking English. Secondly. Yeah, I wonder why we have no Quebec listeners. Good old, good old <laughs> tips, you know? Yeah. We've been waiting for somebody from Quebec to be like, oh, yeah, I listen to you guys all the time. Love it. No, no. The, nope, only, the only one who never. takes the punishment is the dairy cartel. You know, I'm waiting for him to be like, I stopped listening to you fuckers. So you just well, I mean, we made fun me. of the Netherlands. So, yeah, he might be a little choked now. Maybe he, does he have a middle tooth? <laughs> yeah he just turned it <laughs> off right now you know he just turned it off winner of miss netherlands the dairy cartel <laughs> oh. uh, yeah uh, we he's gonna milk that for all it's worth anyways anyways low-hanging fruit quebec free prisoners <laughs> i mean they're just letting people out you know when we have a bad day and things go off the rail on a mashup you know it's not like we're releasing a, a sexual predator out into yeah. the world again. Okay, you know? we, we screw up and we, I don't know, get some, we start reading off the wrong article, hypothetically. That's right, hypothetically like to start right? Mashup 65. We don't, right. we don't have to call up the victim of a sexual assault and be like, hey, so that guy who raped you, we accidentally let him out. He's, he's not in prison anymore. Oh, he escaped? No, we... Uh, yeah, we just we opened the door. We gave Said, him all his good stuff day. back and called him a cab. You, but you he's not what? supposed to get out for another fifty years. Yeah, I know, but fifty years in French sounds a lot like an hour. 
so it's 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 just crazy to me you know like one time you're like oops i mean like uh, you know things can happen things can this happen. is what happens in the public sector 200 five six seven eight two hundred times, times? In eight years oh, how many man. people get fucked on at some point you gotta put those people behind bars bullshit jobs head shoulders and belly button above rest of canada okay so here we're gonna pull this up it's it's heather uh she tweets out of the 25 sectors in canada with over greater than 200 dollars in labor productivity uh per hour 23 are in oil and gas mining and utilities oil sands contributes 998 dollars per hour in labor productivity to our economy canadian that's average, why we call them the healthcare sands Canadian average sixty one dollars point one. Okay, auto manufacturing sixty dollars point nine. But at the top of this list, and twos, you're going to see here comments on this. It says the number one other nonprofit institutions serving households. And you scroll over, and it's eighteen hundred and seventeen point two. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you go. Grant making twos goes, can you expand on this a bit? And Heather replies, it's a black box. And the only thing I can figure out is soliciting grants and donations, which could work out to such a high figure. I checked census 2021 data and it is a very small number of workers. And when I clicked on, uh, this is what it brings up. Nonprofit education, nonprofit social assistance, nonprofit arts and entertainment, recreation, religious organizations, other nonprofit institutions serving households. Sorry. The, so this is such a statistical outlier that it's double the next highest industry in the entire country. And every single one of them says it's nonprofit. And what do they do? They get a bunch of free money from the government. Well, you know what? People who work for a living are suckers. Okay. <laughs> if you want to make real fucking cash, you either a start winning the lottery, B start picking up bales of cocaine and fucking florida or Dude, c what you, do? you, you apply for grants you want to come down to the states maybe we could just go to florida i feel like there's a real opportunity here hey eh? i don't know am i allowed to go into the states yet i don't know i don't know probably not anyways i don't know how do you follow up check for that? how do you follow up uh people getting free money from the government well of course donair donors and here we go okay them Alberta politics isn't that weird. Me, the Alberta government is selling an adult-sized Donaire costume with a current bid of $420.69. There you go. That's about as, as weird as it gets. That comes right from the Alberta website. Okay. Uh, Sorry. This is the Alberta website where they auction off old surplus things and random stuff they don't want anymore and things that they bought that they thought they used but never ever did like uh photocopiers and fax machines and computer screens and chairs and a whole bunch of random stuff coal mines yeah sure and so this thing has had like if you look at the bid history there's thousands of bids and it's currently like if you go to this link it's currently up to 16,000 and change it is not for this it's costume a... yeah here pull it, pull, yep pull it pull yep. up pull up the new one pull up the new one it's at $16,000 i could have swore i looked at the link uh, earlier today and it wasn't that high $16,020 oh Camping my god with steve last 10 bidders total 1710 bidders click here to view all bids and you can go all the way down to where it started at $50 and then was eventually going up. Somebody named Do No X had a bit of $420.69. Nice. And it's all the way up to $16,000 for this Donair costume Imagine. that was commissioned in July of 2015. Who was in charge in July 2015, Sean? Rachel Notley. Okay. And what was going on in July of 2015? I don't know. Think Fort McMurray. The wildfires? Yeah. While the fucking, while the the economic backbone of the country was burning down, they were they getting were going air costumes built. And you know what? To their credit, it took a long time to pay off, but this thing is at $16,000 
and it's still got another 20 days on the auction, <laughs> this might be the only time ever. You know what's funny, that though, the NDP too, is... have made a financially sound decision. <laughs> I don't. You know, the funny thing is, though, it's a nonprofit that's getting government money that's probably going to end up buying this bloody thing because they don't care about their money anyways. Who the heck is spending? I want to interview the person who, who wins this. Somebody find me who ends up not winning it, who pays 16 grand for it. That's what I want to do. I want to know who the heck is spending 16 grand on a donair suit. That's what I want to know. Well, you know, the funny thing was, was I was going to say, because we were going to bring this up, and I was like, Sean, you know what? This would be the perfect mascot for the mashup. You know, just government largesse. Because when I looked at it, it was somewhere around 500 bucks or something. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know. Maybe we could just do some crowdfunding thing. Like, just get 500 people to each give us a dollar. And then we could have this mascot. You could wear it one week, and I'll wear it some other week. And maybe you do, you know, wear it at SNP Presents events and stuff like that. And it would just be really fun. It would be this stupid thing that the government did that we could just poke fun at forever. But now it ends up being a bigger, like this, if you actually went and include this with the 2015 data, depending on how this goes, <laughs> the NDP might not have even been in deficit that year. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here, we got a couple comments. Um, uh, Zane says, Tuesday, keeping an eye on you and may let you in the States, then shadow you for being boldly green-blooded. Uh, well, that's the thing. The only thing I have in my blood is green, so I don't even know if I can go into the States, right? Oh, man. Uh, and then uh, Eileen Clark, uh, this is going way back. Mulrooney no. must be on the list. Uh, GST question. Yeah, he was right up there. I can't remember exactly where he was. Well, I can tell you. Uh, let's go right back here, folks. Hey. Let's. Oh, here. Okay. Here's, yeah, here's, here's Canada's worst prime minister the last 55 years. I'm skipping back to um, number two on the list of today. Uh, Mulrooney was number Four with six percent said he was the worst, behind Justin Trudeau at thirty percent, Stephen Harper eighteen, Kim Campbell seven, Brian Mulroney six, Pierre Trudeau five. There's your top five. Oh, the rooster wrestling the donair would be a great T-shirt. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, for the love of God, somewhere, somebody do that shirt. Do a... I'm sure you could get AI to do it. I, I was getting, I was mucking Jack, around with trying Jack to get Jack, once AI again, is listening to this, and uh, we would like a rooster wrestling the donair. I, have you tried to get AI to draw anything? I haven't. I haven't. Okay, well, you I, know that classic debate about the toilet paper front or back, and then some people say, like, this is the original patent drawing, and it's, it's rolling over in the front, but I think that's absolute bullshit, and it works way better um, rolling behind. And so I tried to get ChatGPT to draw that patent diagram, but with the toilet paper facing the other way. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Give me a minute to think about it. Do, 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 do. And then it gives me all these weird, random things. Most of them aren't even toilet paper. And there's one of, like, this old-timey guy in a top hat, and he's got this weird, elongated toilet paper roll that looks roughly phallic. What in the... <laughs> So anyway, I don't know. I feel like if we tried to get AI to make uh, a thing of a rooster wrestling a donair mascot, it might come out absolutely amazing. Like it might. I think, just I think it would. I think it would. I, I tell you what, we're, we're going to find a way to make this happen. We have gonna, to make. I'll, we I'll have try. to. That's that's a, that's a great. That is a way too good of an idea to pass up. Rooster wrestling a donair. Uh, okay, how to say something without saying it? If you oh, miss this, this uh, is beautiful. This is beautiful. Okay. Make sure the sound's on. Sound. Oh, oh, come on, come on, Sean. Get the sound on here. Oh, the sound is on. Okay, let's do it here. That is a reflection of all the work that we've done across the ecosystem together with our partner airlines, with agencies, reducing processing time, reducing wait times, and fine-tuning operations with our air carrier partners. And we see the great results that have come from that. This is great. <laughs> this is the CEO of Pearson Airport talking uh, about wait how times. things, how things how have really better. turned around and how much better they've gotten. And it's funny because Omar Algebra just uh, according to sources, is not going to be cabinet minister anymore after the cabinet shuffle that's coming up in the next couple of days and won't be running for re-election. 
This is his debacle, which is being compounded by somebody who is probably maybe a diversity hire. And this is the problem we were talking about a month ago. We are like, well, if there's a black woman in charge of a country that's absolutely shitting the bed, is it because other things are happening or is it because they just hired a person to check boxes and they don't have a clue how to run things, right? It's a fair question to ask, right? But you just, you don't ever know because that's how some of them get their jobs, but some of them get their jobs because they're good. But anyway, this, so this is the art or this is the clip of her being interviewed and saying everything's really going think great. It through. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. It's <laughs> like that naked gun, like nothing more to see here. Everything's fine. Go back to your homes and everything's blowing up behind them. <laughs> Uh, and then all the flights are delayed, canceled. Like, I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that, folks. Okay, we got we got, uh, we got got Shelly Deegan time, chiming in. Hello, Shelly. Uh, don't go there with AI. Uh, don't go there with AI. Get an artist to do it for you. Well, I tell you what, if there's an artist listening, I'm all for it. Uh, yep. Marilee LaFleur, yes, I saw this and started laughing, and I assume that's the video clip of... Uh, uh, <laughs> of the Pearson Airport. That uh, yeah. Anyways, you know what we get this week, big fella? Do you know what we get this week? Well, you tipped me off to it yesterday. I don't know exactly where you're going with it, but I know roughly it. In honor of no longer the Twitter files, we now have the X files, which works out perfectly woman. given the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you ruined it. Now, now you've ruined it. Buzzer, buzzer, buzzer. Two Never mind. Place. We're not going to talk about the X files. <laughs> In honor of Twitter being branded X, it now is no longer the Twitter files. It is now the X files. Do you think a trans woman is a woman? No. Why not? Because I think that women are capable, generally speaking, of having babies and they have female genitalia and they have an XX chromosome. And, and I think the biological markers are relevant. So now we don't have the Twitter files. We have the X files because it literally is the x-files which matches the theme music of the segment and so i went to twitter and i found what was trending and jordan peterson of course you've already uh brought him up this was what was was joe rogan was trending trending sorry and here's what it is here's what is now right wing joe rogan russell brand physical fitness sports for women and opposing child sex slavery soon we'll have it all and then of course it's mr burns <laughs> excellent I really have it nothing. It is pretty more. cool. So, so yeah, Twitter is. What is what is next, Hoos? I guess what okay. I was going to ask is what is what is next that they're going to put on the right side, like the right wing, saying you're right wing if you now are into or say this or whatever else. What's next? What does Tuz <sighs> and his crystal ball say? Because I mean, personal fulfillment. They're going to talk about how you know happiness. Uh, yeah, just any sort of personal fulfillment. Um, self-actualization all of that stuff mental health is a far right, <laughs> right problem idea. okay they're going to talk about that but this whole just just circling back to the twitter thing it's interesting so it's not gonna be twitter anymore it's gonna be x it's gonna be x and so even if you open it right now um you can see in the very top there it doesn't have the twitter bird it's got an x right up and here so, folks yeah they're they're starting to roll this out they've got um They've got the branding on Twitter's main page. And then for some of the um, multimedia stuff, I guess you could say, they've got um, like a beta testing website up for it now. And it's, it's I don't know. Have you seen it? What do you think about it so far? X? No, the, the beta testing of the multimedia. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. Like, I, I don't know. I Have you, you been? Have you yeah, would, would you, I, I'm more curious. Have you been on, to the website? Yeah, I'm more cu curious on your thoughts on on uh, on changing it from Twitter to X. Like, wh why we here? I'll, I'll... Well, no, it's 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 good and it's interesting, and I really like what they're doing with changing up how the videos are presented. But I feel like you, okay. Oh, it's it's us. Watch it. Is this a? Is this like a weird? Oh. How big is the delay? No, go back up. Go back up. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> no, it's a few seconds. That's for okay. sure. All right. But that's that's on the old style Twitter stuff. Have you seen the way X is actually putting it forward now on the beta testing? 
No, no, I guess not. I, I, okay. I don't know. What, what okay. are you talking uh, about? Go what, to your, okay, well, just it, it's it's in the beta testing, but go up to the browser yeah, or yeah. your your URL. Xvideos.com. <laughs> you almost had me, dudes. You almost had me. Oh, folks, wouldn't that have been something? What a jackass, you know? Oh, if you breathe fresh air in the prairies, you'll be branded right wing. That's what Zane's saying. And Tooz thought he had, yeah, almost had me. Actually, oh, was it was this close, motherfucker. Uh, anyways, you know. I knew Mashup 65 was going to be full of it tonight, but of course, uh, uh, Tooz is... Uh, anyways, I go back to it. Tooz is full of it tonight. Uh, do you like X? Are you like, ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Or, do you think it's cool? Are you like, like at the end of the day, Twitter, you know, like whatever. Were you were you beholden I, to the bird in Twitter? Because people are saying he's walking away from a, a known resource in Twitter. Well, you, you've got the intangibles, uh which is just the brand awareness when it comes to mergers and acquisitions and stuff like that. But if he's not selling it, it's not like he's walking away from the brand awareness. It's something that's actually going to build up hype. And depending on how he rolls it out, it could be really successful. And the thing about it is, is that he has already seen exactly what not to do in terms of social media rebranding with Facebook and meta, which was just an absolute flop. So he's got a, he's, he already knows where the landmines are. So all he has to do is just not Zuckerberg the whole thing. And it's bound to go better than than Facebook did. So I, I think it's he's got potential to just, you know, learn from the mistakes of others and throw his own little bit of fun and creativity and and his whole legion of super intelligent employees at it. Yeah, um, I guess only time will tell. Zane chiming in saying uh, the stank of Jack Dorsey days are uh, the old let stank. Um, we don't speak French around here, Zane. Girls get it done. Here's Tuz's happy news for you this week. A woman in Germany is being dubbed a brutal blonde by European media after she dragged a climate change activist from blocking traffic as the public's patience wears thin with a frequent protest on the roadways. I'm actually going to, I'm going to do, oh, here, let's bring it up. That way we can actually show people what the heck we're talking about while I'm, I'm talking about it here, Sean. Come on. Okay, so let's get that out of there. Here's the protesters. Yeah, so read the caption, Sean. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep reading. The video showed a woman screaming at a climate change protester to get up from blocking a road in Bottrop, uh, Germany, according to a video posted by an activist group. Then the woman grabbed the activist by her hair and dragged her to the side of the road. When the girl returned to block the road again, the German woman dragged her by her hair a second time. And you can see her right there, dragging her by her hair, pulls her all the way across, says, uh, don't do that again. <laughs> oh, I just, that is... That is beautiful right there. That is just mm. I'm not that I'm not particularly partial to blondes, but that woman is here it comes a second right time, folks. Moment. Here here it comes a second time. She's had enough. Perhaps <laughs> no more. Get out of the way. We're moving the vehicles. What a doom cop. Well, that's going to do it here for uh, Mashup 65. Another week, another mashup. We got uh, bonus coverage, 65.5. Coming, coming up on Patreon tomorrow. So if you uh, want a little more mashup, uh, head on down to uh, the Sean Newman Podcast Patreon. It is a paywall, folks. Uh, don't feel like you have to. But in saying that, we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. And if you want to see what that's all about, uh, head on down there tomorrow, and you can find out all the fun things that me and Twos are going to do for a couple extra bonus minutes here tonight after we get off yeah. this. So thanks for I hopping in. Last, last week's was pretty fun. Yeah, well, we, we took the cutting of... room floor, and we, we added about four or five uh, additional items into yep. uh, well, about a 15-minute segment, eh, Twos? Yeah, and then, yeah, so we just we rapid-fire did a bunch of stuff that... I, it's not that they're... You just kind of just go with the feel of whatever is going to fit well together. 
and I try and keep it between say 10 and 15, usually around 10, but I'll, I'll extend it a little bit if I need to. And then some of them, you know, they kind of match thematically really well, but then the other ones where it's a good story, but it just doesn't quite fit with the flow. It ends up just getting cut, which is why we haven't talked about things like how, you know, the homeless problem in Toronto has Olivia Chow getting stonewalled by Christian Freeland um, for more money because Christian Freeland said that we're not just this, we can't just throw money at everything. You know, like you finally found something you can't throw money at or the, the strike in Vancouver ports because yeah, fuck Vancouver. Right. But it's an interesting story. And so stuff like that, right. Which aren't the things that we talked about either. But the point is, is that there's interesting stuff that we don't talk about. And some of it got covered there. Well, here you go. So 65.5 tomorrow on Patreon. Uh, be ready for the, the Mario Lemieux of the mashup, the 66th, where twos is going to do the ad read, which should be, well, a debacle, I'm sure. But to any which way, I'm sure it'll add for a, a chuckle or two at the start. Either way, that's it for us tonight, folks, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you in the next week. Twos, until then. Awesome. Thanks, buddy.